Well, greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the Super Review Show for a little bit of some Friday night action. I'm joined, as always, as of right now, by my good man, Asim of Earth from the chat, where Mr. Andrew Schultz is here, going to talk some video games with us tonight um, about what happened during Game Fest with Xbox and Bethesda. I'm leaving it off to him, but he is here to talk with you guys about some video game news. So how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Um, thank you for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. While. I think the last time I was on here was for the Game Awards, which was back in December. So Correct. about six months ago. It's so a half a year. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we have some interesting news to cover. Um, we sure there do. was a whole entire... Um, E3 has come and gone, sort of. I mean, E3 was can- technically canceled this year. So, mm-hmm. like uh, the couple of years prior, uh, developers and um, Jeff Keighley with the Game Awards hosted a... Uh, a couple streams showcasing off what new games they have to show. Um, so I'm going to start actually with some news that came out a uh, couple months prior. Um, I believe this was around back in April or maybe May. Uh, this was it comes from a Star Wars celebration actually. Um, I know um, we have some Star Wars fans. JT, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Um, there was um, a, there's a, there's a sequel. For a Jedi Fallen Order called Star Wars Jedi Survivor, um, it, it's being developed by Respawn, the developers of the first game, um, and it is a continuation of the storyline from Fallen Order. Uh, you, I'm not sure if we're going to be playing as well. It looks like we're, we're going to be playing as Cal Kestis because he was the main showing point of the trailer. But there is some. There hasn't been any official gameplay shown off yet. It's just been um, a, a official cinematic trailer of some of the story that we might see in the game um but i just want to bring that because i know the good folks over at respawn entertainment the guys who are making this game they are working on a multitude of star wars games right now all the only one we know for certain in the title is a uh, fall uh, jedi survivor uh they're working on two other games one of them is in a collaboration with another studio um this one will be a uh, from what I understand, a strategy game, sort of like along the lines of XCOM, I believe. Uh, it's a, it's a, like a, a hardcore strategic operations uh, sort of game. Um, and then the other game Respawn is working on is a first-person shooter. Um, a lot of people were expecting this to be like they're working on a Titanfall game. Turns out they're working on a Star Wars first-person shooter. Um, so I'm looking forward to that because I know from Titanfall 2's experience and from Apex Legends, Respawn knows fairly well how to make a good FPS game. Um, aside from Respawn action, now we also have a fourth Star Wars game from a different developer. I believe um, some of us may know her from, her name is Amy Hennig. She worked on the famous PlayStation Uncharted franchise. Um, she, is, she has left, I believe her studio has made a new studio is now working in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, and they are working on a new, brand new Star Wars game. Um, now, the one back when they, I think Disney first purchased the uh, Star Wars license, or a couple years after, um, when, when EA had control of the license, um, there was a there was going to be a or seemed to be an open world Star Wars smuggler game. We don't have any other information about that other than like some like brief gameplay and concept thought that was shown. Unfortunately, that game was ultimately canceled. Uh, now everyone's saying that the game or theorizing that the game uh, that Amy Hennig is working on um, is going to be probably a, a, the, the, that smuggler open world game, or it's going to be like a spiritual uh, sequel to that open world game or successor. Um, so as of now, we have no other information about that. So the only Star Wars game that we know from a major publisher right now is Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Respawn. Um, and that's coming to, going to be coming out, I believe, summer of next year. Um, and I believe it's only going to be exclusive to next-gen consoles, and I believe PC as well. PC will, be, will have it. But it's only going to be on Xbox Series S and the PlayStation 5. Um, speaking of Lucasfilm, but um, it's going away from Star Wars, there is a, uh, I remember, I think I brought it up last year, um, when Bethesda announced a Indiana Jones video game. Um, 
we don't have unfortunately at this time we still haven't gotten any more information at this point i just want to bring it up that this is still on the table as a feature game that we see down the line um we'll be think i'll be speaking about bethesda later on in the evening um surely because that is something that they did show a lot of their work in the in, uh, in the xbox and bethesda showcase um but just uh, we won't be expecting any of the indiana jones stuff from that um moving on about last week or about two weeks ago i think at this point maybe three uh playstation had a mini showcase of what they wanted to show for the new for their upcoming lineup um a lot of this was titles that we sort of knew um it's going to be a new remake for resident evil 4 now for the resident evil franchise i've that's one i have yet to play um but i know of the legacy of these games that are very popular i know a lot of people love Resident Evil 4, um, specifically that one. Um, the new uh, remake, this one, it looks like it's following the same trend as the other remakes have been doing, where they're improving the graphics tremendously, and I believe also like remaking the story like from the ground up. Um, aside from Resident Evil 4 remake, they also showed off Street Fighter 6, the next in the Street Fighter franchise. Um, from what I understand, this one is, I'm not sure... I've yet to play much of, I've played really any of the fighting games. Um, so I can't really comment too much on this one. But I know, I do know that, like, like I said before, it's the Resident Evil franchise. So there's a, the Street Fighter franchise is also a very popular one. And it's been a while from what I know since they've gotten a new game. Um, one that I am really looking forward to, though, uh, is called uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, this was, um, this one, uh, for the main part, I'm excited for it because the director for this game is from Final Fantasy XIV. Um, we call him Yoshi P, as, uh, as the fan base likes to call him. Um, I think that's a, either his in-game name or something like that. But um, this game was announced back in 2020 when it was first showed off. as before even the PlayStation 5 was shown off. Um, and has since been on, like, it's been dead quiet since then. And we finally got a new look. Uh, for the game, as well as a release window of summer of 2023. Um, I am very looking forward to this one. Uh, I've been playing a lot, of, a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I've been playing it for almost like a solid year now, and I absolutely love that game. And from what I can tell, the majority of the producers from Final Fantasy 14, including the sound composer, like the main uh, soundtrack composer for 14, is working on 16. And it has to be very excited for that, uh, for that game. Um, it's going to be a bit different from what I see from the other uh, Final Fantasy games. It's more like going to be more of an action-based. Um, so that's something to look forward to. From what I see, the combat is much more faster. And uh, it's not like um, the, not like the turn-based the, uh, game that the older Final Fantasy games were known for. It looks like it seems more along the line of the final, recent Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, and then... Uh, Something to do is um, that's why I mentioned actually about if you have, if anyone's actually ever interested in playing one of these Final Fantasy games, uh, not to be intimidated by the number at the end. Um, I know if people say, "Oh, 16, Well, I have to play 16 games now in order to understand the storyline of this one. No, thankfully, no. <laughs> I would not be able to do something like that. Um, and uh, each Final Fantasy game, each main number Final Fantasy game is just a different universe essentially. So you can jump in wherever you want in the main in whatever uh, Final Fantasy game you want to play. If you wanted to uh, play Final Fantasy VII, you go ahead and jump in the seven without having to play any of the other games. They don't, there's only like a few like uh, names that are shared throughout the games, but for the most part, each universe is its, or each game is its own universe. And that's something that makes jumping into the franchise very easy um, and accessible. Um, moving on to the, uh, the, the main uh, summer Games Fest, because that was something I will be spending a lot of time on. Um, this was um, a bit of a, I'm going to be honest, a bit of a letdown from last year, mainly because last year had a lot of, a lot going for it. Uh, we got um, finally like a gameplay reveal for Elden Ring. Uh, that was like the major, the major um, like excitement, excitement point of the show. And to be honest, this year there was not much of that excitement. Um, there's a lot of indie games that are shown off. I will I will talk about a couple of them, um, and a lot of interesting games shown off. Uh, so like back during I believe it was the Game Awards of 2021, 
for 2020. There was a game show off called the Callisto Protocol. Callisto, yeah, Callisto Protocol, I believe is the name of it. Um, it's made by the developers who made the Dead Space franchise, which is a sci-fi horror game. Um, and from what I understand, now EA is working on their own Dead Space remake. So essentially, we have two Dead Space games coming out. One of them made, which is not the Dead Space game, made by the actual Dead Space developers. And another one, which is a remake of the original Dead Space that's not made by the original Dead Space developer. I just found that interesting, even though it's not that big of a deal. Um, but these games are known for being like, like brutally gory and stuff like that and sci-fi horror. I haven't had too much of an interest to play with them, but I know, I, like I said before, I'm saying this again, a lot of people love these games dearly. Um, I know, uh, JT, you like the Alien franchise. Um, we got a new Aliens game announced, actually. Awesome. Um, this is one, from what I understand, is going to be like a top-down isometric game. It's going to be, uh, it's called Aliens Darkfall, I believe the name of it is. Okay. We had a uh, cinematic trailer shown off for it. Um, this is, I believe, the third most recent Aliens game. Um, there was, a couple of years ago, a very popular one called Aliens Isolation came out. That, that, uh, one, it, that one was really good. I didn't play it, but I, I know people that didn't. Yeah, no, it, it, a lot of people played the game because a lot of people loved how scary it was. It, it's a very, yeah. like, um, it's a horror survival game. Um, and then uh, there was, I believe, last year or 2020, another game came out called Aliens Fireteam, which was like a third-person shooter where you, you, you're teamed up with a bunch of other guys. And um, basically, it's like a survival, like, wave-based survival game where you have to... Mm-hmm. Um, defend like objectives or like to survive as long as you can. And then uh, this new one, Aliens Darkfall, uh, just got announced from what I understand. I think it might be like a, a roguelike in which in that terms mean um, you start each game fresh with like with no, um, no abilities carried over and you just level, you go as far as you can you know, until you die and then you start all over again and see how you can improve about that. It's a... Um, it's an interesting genre of games. I, I played a couple of them and they're quite interesting. Um, but I do know since um, it's your, since you're a fan of the Aliens franchise, I thought I'd bring that up because I know you like those movies. Um, yeah, I mean the movies are great, but uh, Alien Isolation. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't play it myself, but having piece of, having watched some people play it, though, I mean, it was terrifying. I mean, the, that game is frightening. Yeah, um, it's so good. The story's good too. But yeah, yeah, these two um, a- Aliens. I believe Alien Darkfall. I believe the name of the new one. That's um. That's going to be more of an action-based game. What I see, it's like a, uh, I said, it's like a top-down. Uh, you have like top-down looking. You're looking down at the player or the map, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not Dogfall. I can't remember the name of it then. Um, but then there's a uh, that was something. I, oh, Dark Descent, I believe is the name of it. Sorry. Um, yeah, Dark Descent. Okay. Um, Perfect. Yeah, that's the ones. Yeah, so see that second image right there. That's what like the game's gonna look like. I right? see from like, this top down perspective. Okay, um, yeah. I played a couple games like that. It, it, it can be pretty fun. Um, yeah, that's uh, something that's uh, I know a lot of people will enjoy. Um, and uh, then there was um, moving on from Aliens. There's this other game that um, I, I I actually recently played the demo for. It's called uh, Metal Hellsinger. This is <laughs> this is quite the game, actually. I, I like I said, I, I played the demo of it last night. They have a free demo on Steam right now. Uh, Hellsinger, one word. Um, yeah, that's it right there. So this is a rhythm game. So you know, there are things like rhythm games, like Guitar Hero stuff like that. What yeah. if you take a rhythm game and mixed it with Doom? That actually have, sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you have this. You might actually like some of this because they have, they have um. An original soundtrack in this game and they got actual metal bands to provide vocals for them for instance uh, one sick. of the one of the guys is from the system of a down he, oh, he, he provided vocals for this game that's um, so cool i played the demo of this last night and um i absolutely had like a great time with it it's it's very it was very fun um i'm i'm definitely gonna be picking this one up when it comes out i sent it to my i sent the trailer to my oldest brother um who's in he has like a PS5, but it's not much of a, like a game or stuff like that. Um, but like he recognized all the names they showed off in like in the from the metal bands in this game, 
and it's like he's like very interested in this now. It's um, I don't, I can't remember when's it coming out, but like it, it looks very fun. As I said, the demo of it is still available. I think until Monday at the time of this recording, um, because it uh, there's a uh, really cool thing that Steam uh, that, that Steam does, uh, in which they show off new uh, games. They um have this uh, during that time of um E3. They have this little Steam Fest where they show off uh, demos that you can download and play. And one of them was for this. And I just absolutely loved how fun this game was. And I'm not much of a metal fan. I don't think you're much of a metal fan either. But man, this game is like insane. Wait, it, but by the sounds of it, like the fact that you make, the fact that you, you mix like, mix like um, rhythm and uh, like. Yeah. So it's like. Doom. You, That's great. You have this um, bar that like it gets closer to. Um, basically, you have to action your actions are performed onto the beat of the music mm. and the closer you are to the beat the more damage you do okay all right so it's uh and if you um if you stay close to the beat for a longer period of time you start this building up more damage you know that's absolutely explain everything it was very fun um it sounds cool yeah no i'm definitely going to be checking that one out um awesome let me, let me just pull up something notes real quick because um there was a uh, I was speaking of Doom, there's another game I, I recently interested that's that's like Doom. This mm-hmm. one is set in the Warhammer universe. It's called Warhammer Forty Thousand, uh, well Forty K Bolt Gun. Um, yeah, Forty K Bolt Bolt Gun. Um, so the war, war, I've, I'm not familiar too much with the Forty K universe, other than the fact that it's like a very like dark sci-fi. It's not happy at all. Um, what I see though for the video game uh, Bolt Gun, um, that looks like to be a not like a remake, but like a look back at the classic, the very first generation of Doom. So fast paced first person shooter. Um, it looks it just looks like very entertaining. I might pick that one up. That might be my my jump into the Warhammer universe. Um, that one this uh, it just looks like a fun little like time to spend or some, something to spend your time on. Um, and then uh, it, back to the actual like Summer Games Fest because um, I, I, I diverged there for a little bit um, there was um, some minor reveals um, most going into the, the show I believe Jeff Keighley he mentioned that all the games that were shown off were stuff that had been announced before so there wasn't too much to reveal um, or was much groundbreaking news anything like that um, like I when I was when I walked when well, not walked uh, when I was going into the uh, the summer games fest I was like expecting like oh Elden Ring DLC I know like Elden Ring was announced last year it came out back in January or no February and um, everyone's been playing it since um, and naturally everyone's like oh there's going to be DLC for this game it makes sense they, they would it would have to it's like their most successful game they would have to continue the story or at least somehow. Um, but unfortunately, that that never happened. They never showed up. They didn't show off anything uh, for Elden Ring uh, this time around. Um, th- their major ending point, which is kind of which was kind of weird for me how they ended on this, was a um, remake of the Last of Us video game. Um, so um, the Last of Us was a game that came out, I believe, in like 2013. No, it, it was like 2012 or something like that because it was right before the release of the PlayStation 4. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, not futuristic, but it is a zombie, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it post-apocalyptic is what I think what I want to call it. Um, it is a, um, story about like, you know, the, uh, about this old man, he finds a young, uh, uh girl who is immune to this zombie, uh, well not zombie, it's, um, whole other, whole thing about it in The Last of Us is that there is these, uh, that this, this spread of like mushrooms that cause that infect people stuff like that um it's all like fungal and like spores stuff like that so it's, it's this weird mix of zombies but she they find this girl that is immune so you're like oh i have to take her across the country now to a place that is safe for her um but this came out back in let me see release date for this game it was uh yeah 2013 okay which, which was like right before the release of the PlayStation 4. So it was a PlayStation 3 launch title. Well, not launch title. It's a PlayStation 3 title. Um, it won a lot of awards. I think justly so. But at the end of... um, Not the end. Um, 
a couple years later, about I think like in six, 2016 or something like that, they did a remaster for it for the PlayStation 4. And everyone like, oh, wow, that's, that's still like a very, it still holds up today. So the main thing they, they want to show off now is that they're remaking the first game from the ground up. But I just don't really think that is necessary for something of this, um, of this nature because, it's, one, it's, it's less than 10 years old. It's only nine years old at this point. I don't think that can justify a full remake from the ground up. I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll look good. I mean, but, but when I saw the trailer that they showed off, I didn't see too much of a difference in um how it looked. But yeah, I guess I guess something like that. But um, yeah, I just can't really justify me like if I were to spend full price for a game that came out, you know, like back in like 2013. It's just like it, it, I've. I've seen this before. I mean, like, why do I want to pay for the game a third time at this point? Um, that the, it was just a weird point to end on. Also, they talked a lot about the, the Last of Us TV show that's coming out. Um, that's starring, like, I think Pedro Pascal is in it. But I so said they got the big names and everything. It's produced by HBO. But they spent a lot of time talking about that, too, which just seemed awkward, honestly. You know, like, I, you know, a lot of stuff from the Summer Games Fest, you know, like, like, I know, I understand. For some games, they have a lot of ads in there because it's mainly it's not independent because I think it's done by Twitch Prime and everything like that. But it's um, it's not a major publisher or something like that. I'm not sure if I can word this correctly. Um, so they have like, there's a lot of ads, like mini stuff in there, but like talking a lot about just a TV show rather than actual games is a bit weird in my opinion. Um, and then let me just look over what else. A number there are some stuff i was talking to my friend group about um when we were watching this live um it wasn't yeah there wasn't really too much from the summer games fest that uh, that was of note um but I, w- I would say we should probably move on to xbox at this point um because xbox started strong i must admit um yeah if, if i remember anything i'll hop back over to um to the uh, Summer Games Fest. But, I, but yeah, I'm going to move on to Xbox for a second because that one started strong. Was, um, a, uh, there, there's this indie game that's been out for a while. Um, it came out a couple of years back. It's called Hollow Knight. Uh, you play, it's, a, it's a little, it's a little um, 2D. Yeah, there's Hollow Knight. Um, not that, yeah, that one right there. Um, it's, a, it's a little 2D side scroller, but it's like it's known for its difficulty um in its art style and music and everything like that a couple of years back it was announced that it was getting a sequel called silk song um and like elden ring and like a bunch of other games we didn't hear anything about that for years and now finally um at the microsoft bethesda showcase they finally show off a new trailer for silk song and everyone was like rightfully justifiably excited for that game because that's something that's been out for a well it's been wanting to come out for a long time now at this point um and it looks much like the original hollow knight but it still looks very fun to play i mean i don't think you can really much graphically improve on Hollow Knight because it has that unique art style and everything like that but where they could definitely prove on its gameplay and i think that's what they're going for it looks very well um well maintained and everything like that everything looks great about it I might pick up the visual Hollow Knight just to see what the um, understand what the all the hype is about because I do understand that a lot of people love this game uh, and I, and they're justifiably excited for its sequel. So I'm definitely might check out Silk Song if it ever comes out. Um, one thing that they did not show was a release date for any of the game for Silk Song, but at, at the start of the show they announced that all the games that were at the end of the, they announced all the games that were shown off at the Bethesda showcase was uh, gonna be releasing in the next 12 months. So we have it, so it's confirmed at least for now that it, within the next year, we'll be getting the sequel to Hollow Knight. Um, oh, and then also there was a, um, they announced a collaboration with uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, so they did a hit, so back when Top Gun Maverick came out, they had it in the F-14 as a, a collaboration with uh, Top Gun. And now, as a free update for Flight Simulator, they added in the Halo Pelican, so you can fly around one of the Halo Pelicans in like an actual like how it would handle in real life sort of scenario. Um, 
always I just love it when they do the stuff like that. Um, but now um, moving on to uh, another title that has me actually excited because I've been playing a lot of uh, Forza Horizon Five is getting a Hot Wheels expansion. Um, so what they did this back when Forza Horizon Three came out, um, which, they, which had this whole entire like expansion dedicated to uh, having these crazy like Hot Wheel tracks and adding Hot Wheel cars and anything like that. Um, but now they're bringing that back for Forza Horizon Five. They're updating the graphics engine and everything like that. That's what they want. They they, they wanted to see what it would look like in in, in Five's um Five's graphics and anything like that. So I'm definitely gonna be having some fun with that because I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon Five lately. Um, it's been it, it's it's a very fun just to just to chill and relax game. I'm definitely gonna be playing or picking up that expansion for that. Um, that I believe this one actually because the most recent comes out in uh, in uh, July. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking forward to that. That looks always, anything like that looks like a good time. Um, uh, then um, let's see what else. They had. Um, they had a new Minecraft uh, video game that got announced for some reason. And I have no idea what this is. It's called like Minecraft Legends. Um, it, it looks odd, but like, okay. Um, it's just, I have, Minecraft has always been, you know, like, oh, you know, a block game, like, place a block, stuff like that. I don't know why they've gone so much into trying to tell a story in Minecraft. Um, but, you know, whoever, whatever. It, it, I remember when um, we were watching, uh, when that trailer was showing off, my friends in the Discord and stuff like that, we were all, like, joking. It's Minecraft 2. Minecraft 2 is coming out. It's just been, like, a long joke in the community of that game. Um, and it was... Um, bunch of uh, other games have been uh, announced to be finally coming to xbox and pc that's for uh, the persona franchise um these games have been uh, out for well ma- they mainly been playstation exclusive stuff like that but now they're finally coming to uh pc and xbox and uh, to those communities who haven't yet to be able to play it um and then uh the major the major talking point for uh microsoft and bethesda was uh, the reveal of Starfield, or gameplay reveal of Starfield. Um, this has been a project they've been working on since I think 2015. Um, it's their next uh, video game. It's gonna be it's a brand new IP from the team that, that made Fallout. Uh, it's basically Fallout in space. Uh, it's called uh, Starfield, uh, by the way. Um, and from what I understand, it's, um as I said, Fallout in space. They it looks they remember they showed it off they, they showed it off a couple of times back in i think 2019 yeah the last in-person e3 they showed off the reveal trailer and then 2021 they showed off like a brief in-engine look and now we finally have gameplay and it looks i, I must like i'm not I wasn't too i personally wasn't too impressed by it um it's one of those games i'm gonna be looking out just to see how it handles because i know it, it looks like it's going to be repeating a lot of what other games did wrong. Um, There's this one video game that came out years ago, back in 2014, called No Man's Sky. It had a similar, it had a similar fate um, at launch, at least. It's gotten much better now. But um, the thing with No Man's Sky was that it was overly ambitious, I would say. Or at least the head developer was overly ambitious, um, in which is uh, like, oh, seamless worlds, multiplayer, and all this like really cool sounding stuff on paper but when the game finally shipped uh it didn't have any of it um and now i'm worried that the same thing's going to happen with starfield because i'm like the major selling point that um that the todd howard the main guy at bethesda that he brought up was that um it's going to have a thousand plus planets so you can visit and that did not leave me with excitement as much more filled me with concern for the game because I just don't want a repeat of like a, of a bad No Man's Sky level launch. I know um, from what I saw from the gameplay, the gameplay looked um, a little choppy, a little plain from what I saw. It's a first-person shooter in a sense, but um, it reminds me a bit of like uh, Cyberpunk, which is not even which is not a good comparison. I know uh, developers at Bethesda themselves said they delayed Starfield a bit. Cause they don't want they don't want it to be like cyberpunk but um 
from what I saw from the gameplay wise, it, like it's, it's a bit choppy. It's not fluid. Um, the frame rate was not that good. I think it was like locked at 30 frames, which didn't leave a lot of people impressed, especially when we're getting into the console territory where we can push more than 30 frames. Um, that's, I'm, I'm diverging there on, on tech and everything like that. Um, it just, I'm just, I'm more concerned than I am excited for Starfield. Um, it might be good. I mean, everyone likes Bethesda. I know a lot of people who like Bethesda Open Worlds. I know people who still play Fallout New Vegas, you know, Skyrim, and the Elder Scrolls franchise uh, to this day. Um, but from what I saw, from what I saw though, with Starfield, I wasn't. I was just left with more concern. One thing I do like though in Starfield, though, they have this really cool thing. They, they have a really cool character design. I always love a good character designer in video games. But um, they have uh, this really cool, what looks like a ship design where you can make your own spaceship and anything like that. And that I was like, okay, that's actually pretty cool. That's one thing I like. I want to like, get my hands on and see how what, what I can do is it. Because I always love like designing stuff in, like, in video games. So it's something that I like. Um, but the rest of the game just has me a little bit more concerned than uh, overjoyed. Um, and then, uh, let me think. Because that was most of the big news um, for that. Because they ended on, or at least Bethesda ended on the whole entire um, showcase of Starfield. That was like the major selling point. I know um, they talk a lot about Game Pass. Uh, they did talk a bit, bit about uh, a Sea of Thieves, which has been a long running game. Uh, they, it's like a multiplayer game they play on uh, with your friends. It's uh, we play as pirates and everything like that in a fictional ocean. It seems like a fun game, but I've never been able to um, play it. Um, but then um, there was a bunch of others. I can't remember the. Oh yeah, there was um, this one game called Cocoon that got announced. This is um, by the I think one of the developers of Limbo and Inside. Um, it's a uh, from what I could tell, it's this like this weird indie game. Um. In which, I'm not sure if you'll if you'll find it. It's um, it, it plays like this little like bug thing that carries around these um these orbs, and, it's, and then you go inside these orbs. It's basically it's like an, not like Inception. How that's a stupid comparison. Um, basically, you, you just like dive deep. Yeah, that's it right there. Um, you, you basically like dive deeper into these like sub pocket universes and everything that it seems like an interesting like approach to gaming. I might check that one out when it comes out because um, it does seem like something I want to check out. Uh, I do have like a soft spot for some indie games. My, my favorite indie game of all time, um, Hyperlight Drifter, is uh, I would say is like you know except my favorite video, my favorite video game. Um, but uh, so this one here, Cocoon, though, that's definitely something I might check out because um, it just seems like a neat title, a neat, uh, unique approach to video gaming. Um, speaking of some more indie titles, there's this one uh, video game called Stray that was shown off um, uh, at the PlayStation little stream. This one seems actually very interesting. You play as a cat in a sci-fi world where there's no humans left. And so he plays a little stray cat and everything like that. I don't know if I'll be able to play this um, because whenever I saw whenever when I saw the gameplay, I just got sad by if not by like um, not like, so like oh it looks terrible or anything. No, I think the game looks great. It's just like I can't be able to play it because I I love cats and I just don't want anything bad to happen to the cat. But it's, it's just like a a really unique approach to storytelling. Like oh, you play as a cat in a sci-fi world where there's no humans left like that's i think i find that to be like an interesting idea um and then <laughs> it's just something i just don't think i'll be able to play though because i just like cats too much i don't want the game hard or anything like that even if it's a, a fun in a video game um and then i think i'm gonna leave off um let me see i okay, going for this i have to talk quite talk quite fast um there's this one video game that uh, I've been liking a bit. Um, that's a Hyperlight Drifter. It got announced that it's getting a sequel that I'm going to be very interested in. It's called Hyperlight Breaker. Um, now, Hyperlight Drifter was a um, top-down 
2D uh, adventure game. And this one, on the other hand, seems to be more of a 3D approach with a bunch of uh, multiplayer that seems to, think seems to be the focus. Um, I'm definitely going to check out this game because I absolutely loved Piper Light Drifter. Um, I think it's one, yeah, I, I've gone on record multiple times saying it's my favorite game of all time. Uh, it's, it's just very fun. I just absolutely love it. So I was very excited to see that they are making a sequel to this game. So I'm definitely going to be picking that one up. Uh, the only thing is that I don't think early access for this game or like a beta or anything like that comes out until late or early next year. So it's definitely going to be a ways away. Um, but I'm going to be keeping an eye out. Um, I'm also going to be keeping an eye out for other games that I do that I think will be interesting. Like I said, um, I think EA has not shown or announced anything yet. EA, um, this I think they still have the title or some license rights to the Star Wars franchise. Um, like I said, because they, they own Respawn and Respawn is working on uh, Jedi's Fallen Survivor. Uh, they haven't announced if they're going to be doing anything yet in terms of like a live stream or anything like that, or like an EA Play show um, or a showcase. Um, if they do, I hope they finally show off some gameplay for uh, Jedi Survivor. That'll be interesting. Um, any other Star Wars game, though, is going to be probably a year or two before we hear anything. Because I think I've picked up on a trend of how they do these games now. It's like they will announce a, uh, a title. Um, like, for instance, back at the Game Awards, when they announced that with a breathtaking trailer for uh, Star Wars Eclipse, in the higher public universe. I was actually absolutely blown away by it. That game is probably not going to come out until 2025 at the earliest. Yeah, I see your reaction. It's like, and I and I think the KOTOR remake is probably not going to come out until 2024 at the earliest because we haven't heard anything yet either. It's That's like, ridiculous, but go on. Yeah, so it's like what they do, what they, what I, I, it's sort of like what Star Wars has done now. It's like they will announce a video game and then start working on it. They won't be like, work on it in secret, get a product that's somewhat ready to show, reveal it, and then a few months later, show it. No, they just like, all right, here's what we're going to, we're going to make this and then dead silent for a couple of years and then they're going to show it. It's like, okay, yeah, 2025 earliest for uh, Star Wars Eclipse. It's like, wow, that's, you could have started working on this sooner, guys, I must say. Um, though I don't want to be too harsh. I mean, it's like they did, I think, was it EA? Just like, well, Star Wars, like Lucasfilm Games, just got like formed, I think, back in 2020, where they started branching out to other developers in terms of like, hey, you guys can make Star Wars game now, and you guys can make a Star Wars game now, instead of just like EA making them, um, which is cool, but like, if you're making a Star Wars game, I would feel at least wait until you have something ready to show or at least have something almost ready to show. That way, when you announce it, you can like wait a couple months, build up excitement, and then show it off. I completely not, agree. Yeah, not like, uh, like, hey, guys, here's this thing that we're working on. Five years later, oh, this is a thing they're working on. It's been years since we heard about this. I just don't understand why. It's a bit like what I worry about what's going on with um, – that Bethesda Indiana Jones game. So we haven't heard anything about that since I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, that one's uh, being worked on by the team behind the Wolfenstein franchise. Now, what I know at Bethesda is that a majority or all focus right now is on Starfield. I'm not sure if, because I think, yeah, because Bethesda owns multiple studios. It's, um, it's like a so like Bethesda owns multiple studios and then Microsoft owns Bethesda and a bunch of other studios. It's a weird like branching down thing. Um, but sometimes what I know is like some other studios will be pulled in to help out on other franchises or different games. Um, so for like when it comes to the Indiana Jones game, I'm not sure if any of the developers on that game are helping work on Starfield or anything like that. Because I know Starfield, what I understand comes out next year i believe and then after that they're going to finally start working on elder scrolls 6 which is the next thing they get the last one was like what 2012 with skyrim it's been a while like 10 years already um and then after skyrim they're going to be working on fallout 5 so like 
people can't expect the next Fallout franchise to be until probably 2030, I think, at the earliest in my estimations. Because um, they, they, they spend a lot of time working on video games. Um, and especially for something as big, though, as Bethesda, like a Bethesda open world title, is that they have a lot of, like, they want to put a lot, not detail, but um, they have a lot of voice acting, bug fixing, anything like that. That's something that happened with a bit with like Elden Ring when I came out. That that was announced back in 2019, um, and we didn't hear a single thing about it until last summer, and where it was finally shown off in gameplay, and then it came out earlier this year. So there is some time span, so about like a two or three year time span between like first announcement, excuse me, and an actual showcase, um, which is why I sort of have more of a not respect, but like more of a trust in indie developers a bit or these smaller studios because they want their game to be ready um, to, ready to show off. I mean, like, yeah, when it comes to those guys, they have to be ready to show what they're bringing to the table, what the game's about, and, this ready, and how soon it's going to be playable. Um, most games, well, most major games now, they will are treated a bit like almost a bit like movies in the sense in which they um wait a long time before they're actually after between announcing it showcasing it and then releasing it to the public um for example back in 2020 when um uh the god of war sequel was announced and now it's 2022 we got a gameplay trailer earlier this this year? No, I think it was last year. I think yeah, I think it was last year. We got a gameplay trailer, and now it's set to co- it's still set to come out uh, later this year. Um, that's probably a, a more decent of a turnaround time, especially in the sense that um that it's a it's one studio working on this game, and most of them or most other studios take a lot of time to make something at the scale, um, especially when it's falling up. But when you're doing probably when you're doing the sequel, something like that, you know, you have familiarity with like the engine, like the game runs in, what to do with it for storytelling stuff like that. You have like you have a stepping stone essentially. You know where to go to next. Um, but like if you're announcing something brand new or something that hasn't been done yet for a certain universe, it's gonna be taking much longer. But I feel, in my opinion, they should probably just wait a bit before announcing to, to the public, like, hey, we're working on this now. Uh, give us five years, essentially. Um, but yeah, that's in, ter- in realm of Star Wars games. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a while until we get anything of, of, of note from them. So that's why, like the at this point, um, the main thing I'm looking forward, well, the main thing really to look forward to for Star Wars is uh, Jedi Survivor. Um, we haven't. There's not much else in terms of other Star Wars games available because there's not much else to see. Uh, like I said, like you know, that, that Kotor being made in Eclipse, probably not going to be out until 2025, the earliest. Um, and then let's see what else I can think of. Because Really quick, regarding the Kotor game, is it a direct remake of the 2003 video game or no? Yeah, it's going to be a direct remake of the 2003 one. Um, is it so the same story and stuff too or no? For what I understand, it's going to be, it, it, I believe it will follow the same storyline. Okay. Um, which is something I, I I'm definitely looking forward to because I do like the storyline for that game. Yeah. But when um I was talking to Luke about this a while back, um, yeah. gameplay wise, those games have I, I must say have not aged that well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they yeah. I, I've played Kotor one two growing up a lot. So when I replayed Kotor two a couple of years back, um, I didn't have too much trouble with the gameplay or anything like that. I, I was accustomed to it because I've been playing for so long. Yeah, but um, for people who are just jumping into the franchise and stuff like that, or to the to the it's like, oh, I haven't played this Star Wars game, I'll check it out, and then it's like, oh, this game's old, and it's like, yeah, the gameplay shows it. It doesn't. The game hasn't really gameplay wise, it has to age. Story wise, I still think it's up on par with what a lot of like up uh, on the movies stuff like that. It's very well crafted story, um, and everything like that. But the gameplay is it's outdated, I must say, mm. um. Which is why I'm looking forward to you know like with, with Jedi Survivor and anything like that because that's it's, it's something new I guess uh, I, I can I can word it like that. Um, with like the Kotor remake, I I'm pretty sure that, yeah they're doing a ground up remake of everything like that. It's not just like 
a fresh coat of paint. They're doing like they're touching the gameplay, how the game looks, um, and everything like that. But from what I understand, the story is relatively going to be the same, which is I'm all for it because I, I I won't mind. I certainly won't mind. We gain a chance to replay it again in a modern point of view and everything like that. Um, but that's not going to be like it was announced like in September of last year, I, I think, like yeah, 2020. Um, and I'm like, I was excited for it, but I don't think we'll, we probably won't see a release date until at, at the earliest of 2024. I don't think. Okay. Um, I'm assuming since we haven't, since we haven't heard anything, I'm assuming at the game awards this year, we might see more information about it unless, unless PlayStation wants to do, cause it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Coming oh, really? P- yeah. It's going to be PS5 exclusive for a limited time. And then it's going to be released on PC. It's not coming to Xbox at all. Really? Um, so no console. It's only going to PC. Well, yeah. Well, it's going to be on PlayStation for consoles. It's oh, not, I see. Yeah, it's just not coming to Xbox. Um, gotcha. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, so it's going to be on console first, probably about like a month or so, or half yeah. a year at, the, at, at most. And then it's going to come to the computer and stuff like that. But um, I'm assuming at this point, um, I think in September or something like that, then PlayStation might do another showcase, that in, like in the same time span of what um, of what they did last year, they might yeah. show off they show show off more of their uh, lineup and stuff like that in Star Wars games in Co- in the Kotor remake. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's something that definitely I'm gonna be looking out for, and if whenever something comes out, I'm definitely gonna be letting you know about it. Um, for, that's probably a hundred percent guarantee there. You better believe it. I mean, you better keep me posted on this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, then there was Nintendo has yet to do anything for their showcase. Um, mm-hmm. I do recall last year they did an official showcase in which, because during like E3 is usually one week in the, in the month of June. Not one, yeah, one week starts on like a Thursday, the weekend before or the week, and then goes on the weekend. And then at the latest, it'll go until Tuesday or Monday. Uh, that following week, um, Nintendo last year they actually were participating in that, but this year they haven't announced anything. If they're doing a showcase or anything like that, um, but if they do announce something, because I remember last year their major talking points was Metroid Dread, which came out the same year as announced, um, and then uh, Breath of the Wild Two for Legend of Zelda. That was. Um, that was the main talking points or the main reveals for their showcase last year. And as of this moment, they have yet to do any uh, showcase uh, for upcoming titles. Um, I'm assuming there's probably gonna, they're probably going to be one around July or so, if anything like that. Um, I don't think they're going to do anything the rest in the month of June at this point. Um, Nintendo is weird like that. They don't, they want, it's like they want to be independent in their in like their because they're the ones that started not going to e3 first back in like i think 2015 2015 or 16 uh they originally used to have like an actual like presentation on the stage floor with uh journalists and everything like that um but then all of a sudden nintendo pulled away from going to e3 probably because viewership was low um and they just did a, a virtual like direct, as they, as they call it, where they, it's just a live stream essentially showcasing their new titles. And they, they will be on like the E3 show floor with like some titles, but they won't be, they won't be doing a presentation like the big ones like Sony and Microsoft or anything like that. Um, E3 is essentially in this point, a really weird uh, place right now because this is the third year in a row it was canceled. Um, First, first year, obviously, due to 20, that's 2020, that was COVID. 2021, everything was, was slightly better at that point. Um, but they still, they had um, or did a virtual E3, you know, anything like that. That's when um, you know, Xbox, Microsoft, um, Bethesda, and Nintendo participated. And this year, it was canceled entirely for some reason. Um, I think like the organization that runs E3 is, is like essentially is dying. Unfortunately, it's like it's not. It's, it's been struggling to get viewership ever since everything like that. Um, so hopefully around next year, it's brought back. But what they did this year in terms of in-person events, 
basically a bunch of they they they, they find a bunch of like you know YouTubers and journalists and gaming journalists out to like California for the Summer Games Fest. Um, that's one thing I definitely appreciate about uh, Jeff Keeley in his Game Awards show. Uh, he's done a lot for the community and a lot for the uh, the um, in the, the genre in terms of video game entertainment. Um, he always been he's always been a supporter for um, indie developers as well, in which um, they don't get they don't get the opportunity to showcase their games at like major publisher showcase like Sony and and Microsoft. He offers that that um, that opportunity to new developers and new uh, studios to show off what they have at the Summer Games Fest, and that I definitely appreciate. While also leaving room for big developers to come in and show off what they have to show. It was like with Bandai Namco and from software was Elden Ring. Um, but, yeah. but in terms of E3, though, it's just like it's been it's on like a really slow decline, essentially. Um, I remember the last year in 2019, they finally opened it to the public. Because before it was closed off, you could not get tickets to go see go to E3. It was something that you had to be invited out to, uh, to be invited out for, and then like the last year they had it in person. It was open to the public, and then it just stopped after that um, due to the COVID and everything like that. Unfortunately, um, so hopefully by twenty twenty three, it's it'll be back. But um, at this point though, I think because I know Phil Spencer of Microsoft, he he I believe he strives for like having in-person events. I know that's what he did with his showcase. Um, even though Microsoft and Bethesda, they had a virtual showcase or anything like that. He still invited people out to uh, Microsoft, I believe in California. It had a virtual, in that basically he talked to the those guys there and showed off what basically we saw. Um, and then, um, Hopefully, and I know he's been like an advocate for stuff like in-person stuff, like events like that. And I know Jeff Keighley in the Game Awards, um, he still, Game Awards came back as an in-person event last year. And I do believe he's going to be doing it again this year in the later December. So I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, and I think we'll definitely be doing another live stream for the Game Awards this year. Because that's something I always like doing. Oh, you um, better believe it will do it. Um, that's going to be a fun time, definitely. For, oh, it's always fun to talk about the Game Awards. Um, because eventually, if essentially the game awards is like an E3, except for one day in the middle of December, um, they have a lot of reveals showing off there. Um, so I'm definitely gonna be watching that. Um, um I think I'm gonna leave off there for now though, because I'm not sure what else there is to cover. Um, yeah, as always, though, if, if anyone else has any ideas, they can always leave in the comments or the chat board or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. but that's all I have for me, uh, for now. Um, is there anything else you want to share at all? Like as far as like, just generally speaking about the game. Um, oh, about games I've been playing, I can talk about definitely. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, are you, well, I mean, I mean, truth be told, I mean, you are Mr. Elden Ring. You want to talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about Elden Ring. I mean, like, um, for full disclosure, everyone. So every uh, time I, I see a text message, him, it's about Elden Ring. Let, let full me uh, let, let me pull up something real quick on my computer. Um, sure. I'm not going because it's on. I have two computers on me right now. Um. I first got Elden Ring, let me see, back on April 24th. So let's see, what's, it's not even June 24th, it's not even two months ago. Uh, Want to guess how many hours I have clocked in Elden Ring so far? Try to take a guess. How many hours you played it so far? Yeah, because um, Steam keeps track of how, many, how long you've spent in the game. Um... um... Now, I'm gonna say 24 hours. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. It's at 97.5 hours. Jesus Christ! And I have yet to beat it. Oh my it's, god! It's it's that big of a game. Um, wow! It's it's so good. Uh, it's it's, crazy. it's 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 everything I wanted from a From Software game. Um, because I got into From Software and games with uh, Dark Souls Three. Um, okay. After I played that, um, I played just the vanilla game, you know, like just base game, no add-ons or anything like that. I yeah. went then and played uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice back in uh, late 2019 through majority of 2020. Um, and I absolutely loved that game. And then um, last year, about November of, yeah, November last year, 
um, I was talking to my friend group. Now I have this friend who is a big fan of a book series uh, by the author Brandon Sanderson. And I was talking with him and I kept, I always keep trying to get him to play like Dark Souls 3 and anything like that. I absolutely love the game. I also say it has like my favorite soundtrack for a video game of all time. Um, I was talking to him about Dark Souls and he was like, all right, tell you what, I will play Dark Souls 3 if you read a Brandon Sanderson book. So I like, okay, I, I then posted it. My next po- my next thing I told him was like, I ordered the book and he's like, okay, I guess I got to play the game now. Um, but it's, it's so funny because Elden Ring was made in collaboration with author George R. R. Martin. Uh, he helped make the, uh, the, the war in the world for this game. Uh, then, uh, then Miyazaki took over and then in from software took over the world creation and everything like that. Um, there, I, my friend and I, there, basically there's a rumor going on, sort of confirmed at this point, that Brandon Sanderson, the guy who I read a book for when I get my friend to play Dark Souls 3, is wor- help working on the next From Software game. Um, so that's that like a, a really happy coincidence. Because I actually absolutely loved the Brandon Sanderson book I read. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to see if he ever actually like helps work on a From Software game. Um, because when my friend um, played Dark Souls 3, I played along with him, essentially. I replayed through the game. I got the both DLCs for it. And basically, when he needed help, I just came and helped him uh, defeat a boss or anything like that. But basically, that just rekindled my love for that video game. And that just made him all the more hyped for um, Elden Ring when that finally came out. And um, I must say, that Elden Ring, though, it's it's absolutely a fantastic video game. Um and then, then I want to bring up, uh, I mentioned Final Fantasy fourteen earlier. Um, cause that's a game I have uh, a lot of hours in as well. I've been playing a lot. I haven't played it recently. Uh, last time I played was back in early June because I'm like, okay, I want to focus on Elden Ring now. So I'm just going to stop playing Final Fantasy for a bit and just focus on Elden Ring. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen though, that's something I've been playing a lot of. I remember I got it last year, about in June or so, or July of last year. I've been playing that, like, not on stop, but, like, playing a lot. Um, so it has, like, the story in that game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, absolutely love that. Um, and then lastly, actually, um, remember when we did the... Uh, do you remember when we did the first video game discussion? We talked a lot about Stardew Valley. It's a little um, farming video game. I think it's Star- Stardew Valley, you said? Uh, Stardew, as in one word. Oh, whoops, sorry. I'm terrible at typing, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, do yeah, there it is, right there. Oh uh, no, got it. Oh yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, this is the game made by <laughs> I mentioned. It's made by one person. Um, all like graphic, music, anything that story, all made by one guy. He's working on a new game that got announced, I believe, earlier last year, called uh, Haunted Chocolatier. Um, okay. It's um, the general premise of it is that uh, you own a chocolate shop that is haunted and uh that's that's the main premise of the game um that's definitely something i'm definitely gonna be looking out for because there there's like some hidden magic in like stardew valley that just makes it like the story of it is just so fun to play um i'm definitely gonna be looking out for that one when it comes out or haunted chocolate here when it comes out um because it's just it's just a wholesome feel good game and that's something you need every once in a while especially if you're playing like first person shooters or like or dark souls or something like that it's a happy like feel good game is always something you need and then they of course the the, the story for that they let's throw in a twist it hits you in the gut and it's like oh wow that i wasn't expecting that because like what stardew did um they have these like these character stories and everything like that yeah. And that's, on the surface, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's um, it's a happy game, but like each character has this re- has this really like deep backstory and everything like that. And I just absolutely love that. Um, or games to discover and stuff like that. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that's really all I have to say for now. But um, yeah, other than the fact, Elder Ring, very good. Go play it. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want? Anything else you want to share at all, or you're good? I think I'm good for now, actually. Um, other than the fact that I just want more Elden Ring content. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, a DLC comes out soon, you know? Yeah. Or some sort of extra package at some point, at some capacity. So, 
It's funny. I, I just as we're doing our show right now, I just checked your, I just checked my Snapchat, and your brother's playing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. So it's it's too funny. I mean, I, I mean, it, I mean based yeah, on because, what I've um, seen, it's an incredible game. I yeah, just I, I recently helped him build a uh, his PC so he can play video games as well on his awesome. like, high end stuff. And one of the first games he bought for his computer was Elden Ring. So we've been both playing that a lot. I am dead. That's funny. So, <laughs> but that, I mean, it, it, is that, you're good, right? You're all set? Yep, that's, I'm, I'm all set. Perfect. So anyways, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Um, we don't do these that often, but when we do, we, we always have a good time. Thank you so much for streaming us as always. And we hope to see you guys. If, you, if, you, if there's a video game, that we didn't mention about that that was not covered or whatever, jump down in the comment section below. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify, hit us up with a tweet or follow us on Instagram simply at the Superview Show. Check us out. We'll see you guys later. And stay safe and take care.